Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Rodney Brooks. Rodney, are you ready to do this? I am ready. Excellent. Let's do this. Rodney is an experienced writer and columnist with the Washington Post, the undefeated Next Avenue, and Black Enterprise. He was also the deputy manager, deputy managing editor of USA Today for almost 30 years, and we are excited to have you on. Rodney, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why it is that you do what you do. Okay, we'll start out. Um, my newest column is going to be in U.S. News and World Report uh, starting this week. It'll be a twice-a-month column. And the subject is retirement, of course. Excellent. <laughs> but, um, but I live uh, outside of uh, Washington, D.C. with my wife, who owns an advertising agency. Um, I, um, people ask me all the time, did I study um, business or finance? Um, actually, I am a trained. My training was in journalism. Um, I uh, did attend the uh, um, CFP program at Georgetown, but uh, but uh, but but I would never intended to become a certified financial planner. My idea was the idea was to just be better prepared to write about the subject. So so financial literacy, I say, is a passion, and um, and um, and sports. And I am an Eagles fan. <laughs> well, then, so congratulations! I'm very happy today. <laughs> Yeah, we are talking the day after the Super Bowl. So, right. well, that was an exciting game. Oh, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Excellent. So, from your experience, what are some of the things that people forget to plan for as they're approaching retirement? One of the things I wrote about was athletes and, you know, why they go bankrupt. And, and that's because they they think they have more money than they do. Um, you know, you hear about a fifty million dollar contract, and when you talk about when you, when you talk to agents and and you know and attorneys about how much how much money they actually walk away with, um, they they forget about the biggest thing they 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 don't count is taxes. So so the thing I want to focus on first is four hundred one k and and iris um, because. Because um, this, this is these are tax deferred accounts. They're not tax free. So you hear from financial planners all the time about people, you know, taking out. They want to take out a hundred thousand dollars for a um, to buy a, to put down on a house, or take out you know fifty thousand dollars to buy a car. Okay, but they don't take into account that they have not paid taxes yet on these accounts. So. So they throw them for a loop. So people are going around saying, you know, I have a million dollars. Well, you you may you may it may show a million dollars, but Uncle Sam has to be paid. Right. <laughs> you know, we take that money out, and that's one of the that's one of the things that um <laughs> uh, that's one of the reasons why so many financial advisors say you should have a uh, Roth account because those <laughs> basically the taxes is already paid on that money. 
but that's my first thing. Remember, it is tax deferred, not tax free. So that that hundred thousand dollars you have in that IRA or that four hundred one k, well, you know, when it gets down to it, it's probably you know sixty five, seventy thousand dollars. You know. Yeah, that is certainly something that uh, it's hard to get our brains around that, and it's it's also sort of tricky because we don't know exactly what tax rate will be in the future, but. Definitely That's need right. to take into consideration that you will be paying some taxes on those accounts, maybe even That's a lot. That's right. Yes. So the second thing I want to talk about is um, is uh, early retirement. Um, what people forget when okay, people, you know, people want a lot of people do want to retire. You know, I write all the time about people uh, who don't want to retire, and it's a lot of people these days, especially baby boomers, who say, you know, I'm going to work till I'm 80. I'm going to work till, and 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 a lot of them do, but there are also people who don't want to work until they're 70, and you know, so they'll take an early retirement. Well, the thing they forget about is um, is if you if you've had if you've had benefits and health insurance with your company, um, once you step out there on your own, if you're if you're you know 60 or 62, you have to pay your health insurance. And people forget between you have to pay for that health insurance between. Between you know, if you retire at sixty and until you're eligible for Medicare, okay, and people not only forget about that, but they don't budget for it. So, so you get out there and say, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm retire early and start a business. Well, um, you need to put in your budget, in your monthly budget, that you have to. This is assuming that you're not covered by your spouse's plan. That you, you know, that you have to pay for health insurance until until you qualify for Medicare. Okay. And that can be a substantial amount of money. Yes, yes. Uh, that's, that's, why, that's why it's important to think. You know, and and you know, you need to look at the look at the you know, and it varies. So you know, depending on what part of the country you're in. So so that's something you need to look at and get some estimated costs you're going to get out there in the open market and try to pay for some health insurance. And is there a good spot that you think people can go if they are considering or thinking about retiring early and they're going to have to come out of pocket to pay for health insurance where they can estimate those costs? Um, you know, there are a couple of websites, but, you know, I would, um, I would ask, um, I, w- I would basically, if you have an insurance, if you have an insurance broker, or you have an insurance agent, uh, I would ask first there. Okay. Um, and, and you know, if you already have that established relationship, that makes sense. Um, right. Um, but then, then uh, if if you don't, then I would I would go to you know one of the one of the websites, um, and I forget the the best ones for this but but there are places you can go on the web to look at you know to look at how to estimate that cost i would imagine there's probably a good calculator at aarp yeah yeah probably their website or resources there Them, so. yeah or the center for retirement research be another one Excellent. um but um and okay so while we are while we on health care let me talk about let me talk about uh Healthcare costs. 
because that's that's another thing that people sort of forget about. Um, and Fidelity has, has, you know, does a survey every year, and they say basically a 65-year-old healthy couple can expect to spend 245000 uh, on health care. Now, um, you know, you know, it's hard enough to get people to um, to save for retirement. But <laughs> what I'm going to say is, um, save. Um, you know, especially when you're getting closer to retirement, you need to account somehow for health care, health care including insurance. And um, so, basically, if you don't if you don't plan and you know, and say your spouse gets, um, you know, sick, then you're going to be drawing down on this money that you were going to retire on. Uh, so a lot of financial advisors, and I'm sure you've heard this before, say, you know, have a, have a plan for covering health care. You know, sometimes they say, um, you know, have a separate account. Uh, sometimes they say, you know, as long as as long as you know that that may come out of your your retirement savings, but just have a plan um, to to figure out how you're going to cover a health emergency. And you know, as we all know, the older you get, you know, the more the more you're going to pay for um, health care. Um, the the more your cost, you know, that means you know the older you get, the sicker you get. So right. uh, the more often, you know, then you get the medication. So that's why that one is so important because it can bust your retirement budget wide open, and that is one of the major reasons um, um, older Americans file for bankruptcy <laughs> is is medical. Well, that is a two hundred forty five thousand dollars. That's a large number, and just like you said. People are already stressed out about saving for retirement income. Um, having to think about that is also that'd be very frustrating, but a reality that is not going to go away just because we don't want to think about it. That's right. So, and okay, so I'll keep talking about healthcare, but but um, but I but I need to stick on to stay on this for my final my final thing, and that's long-term care. Okay. When we talked when okay, we talked about that $245,000 number um, that does not include long-term care. And um, one one study said um, 70 70% 70% of people 65 or older are going to need long-term care at one time or another you know, during their lifetimes. Okay. So, um, now that, you know, and that, that doesn't mean you're going to be, you know, you're going to be in a nursing home for a year. I mean, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, uh, you know, for a, it can extend for several weeks or, or, you know, up to several years. But, but at one point, one of the spouses, <laughs> One of the spouses is going to need long-term care. So 70 percent of Americans will have some kind of a long-term care event that will require care. Uh, right, and okay, and we're talking okay, seventy percent of 
couples to say. I see. <laughs> yes, we likely likely one of the, one or the other is going to need. Got it. Long term care. Okay. Now, now that one is kind of difficult because. One thing, long-term care is expensive, and 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 I don't want to look at it like auto insurance, but but I mean, basically, if you're paying for it, you know, if there are people who started paying for it that you know, when they were in their thirties and forties and they got in and and were paying, um, you know, a lower price. But the older you get, the more expensive it's going to be, and. Um, and and then you know there were stories recently about um, huge huge uh, increases in rates, which um, so basically you know you can pay for it for for twenty years, and then they keep raising the rents and I'm sorry raising the rates and um, you can no longer afford to pay for it. Um, you know it's like auto insurance if you know if um, if if you don't use it it doesn't pay anything. Um, and once you stop paying for it, it goes away. So um, that's one of the problems why people are, um, you know, the expense and the fact that um, it's the, the market has been unsettled. But just to pay, again, just like healthcare, um, you just have to make a have a plan um, to pay for if your spouse becomes sick and, and needs long-term care. Um, you know, I had uh, one financial planner who told me um, that one thing he suggested as an alternate, um, because uh, because it's a problem for everybody is, and 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 you know, and people don't, you know, not everybody has a chunk of money they can set aside, right? Or and a lot, not not everybody can afford those rates. But his recommendation to some of his clients was, you know, um, if if an event happens and you need long term care. You should, um, you and your spouse should downsize and move into a cheaper house or condo or whatever, and that makes money available for for your long-term care. And I thought that was a, I think that was a, that's a good suggestion for people who who, who don't have the money to set aside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, those are my those are my favorite ones that, that I think people forget about or overlook. So, any questions about those? That's excellent. No, I, I very much appreciate that. Those are those are good tips, good things to think about. Um, when when folks are thinking about putting together their their financial plan for retirement, do you think that they should bring their kids into that conversation? Um, yes, yes, um, and. You, the thing, the thing about it is, um, some people are so secretive; they don't want their kids to know the information. Right. <laughs> but, but, um, but it, it's really important that they know. Um, and actually, the more important thing is um, bringing your spouse, because there are people whose spouses they have not talked about it. Um, but, um, and but I, I think. Your children should actually sit down with your financial planner also. They should know who that is. They should know if something happens. This is the person we're going to talk to. Um, and, you know, if, if um, the, as 
honest as you want to be with them about your finances, um, you should. And I, I suggest that. But there are, and you understand, you know, there are some people who just don't want their kids to know that information. And that's what you hear a lot of financial planners say, you know. Um, they, they um, it, It's a good thing to do, but uh, if... You know, but there are some people who just don't want to do it. I don't think we're any closer to talking about money than we were 10, 15 years ago. I just hear too many cases of of, of people who go into marriages and, and because it's uncomfortable, don't want to talk about finances. And, and then you can get in and see, you know, one partner has so much more than the other. One partner has bad credit. <laughs> but... Um, but even after um, after they're married, there are some couples who who are reluctant to talk about finances, you know, and they keep the separate separate finances. So, you know, I talked to a financial planner the other day. There's a husband, husband and wife. Um, it was like a second marriage for both of them, and they never talked finances. And when she tried to, um, he wasn't willing to share his information <laughs> that sounds crazy yeah it doesn't you know it it is crazy it doesn't really sound crazy it doesn't surprise me at all that is just such a an oddly personal subject matter talking about money yes so. well if, if if we could solve that one rodney will probably be wildly wealthy right there so yeah <laughs> Well, Rodney, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them, sir? My tip is, and it relates to one of the first things I said, um, um, 401Ks and IRIS, um, is, is if you work for a company that has a Roth 401K option, um, then you should contribute. <laughs> you should contribute to that. Um, people want to contribute to to this traditional 401k um, because basically the tax benefits. Um, and um, but if you um, you know there are basically income limits for a Roth IRA. There are none for the 401k. So. The, the reason you want to do that is once you get into retirement age, and I talked about about the about the tax, you know, the taxes problems people have when they forget that they have to pay Uncle Sam. Well, basically, one of the reasons financial advisors recommend that you have money in a Roth as well as a traditional is you've already paid the money, the tax on the Roth, on the Roth. So. Basically, you come down to taking money out. You can take money out of of a traditional and pay the taxes, but when it's necessary, you have money in a Roth account that you don't have to pay taxes. So, so if you want to buy that car, just for instance, you know, you you could take the money out the Roth. Taxes have already been paid. Um, so my tip is. Um, if you have a 401k Roth option in your employer plan, then participate. And you know, 50, 50 you know, I would say you know, feel free to put 50% of your contribution in the Roth and the other 50% in the traditional um, 401k. 
Well, that is great stuff, and that definitely warrants a come on. Come on. So thank thank you for that, and that's something that it's a a fairly easy to understand distinction, but like so many things that are pretty easy to understand, we don't necessarily let that sink all the way in. Either you're going to pay tax on this money now, or you're going to pay tax on it later, and it's probably better to pay it now than it is to pay when you don't really have as great as ability to earn income when you are retired. So, but anyway. Correct. Excellent. Rodney, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Um, I have a website, um, Rodney, www.rodneyabrooks.com. Basically, I post everything that I write, uh, and it is pretty much all about retirement. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Rodney your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Thank you again, Rodney. Thank you, George. Thank you for inviting me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!